Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Hartford Marathon Foundation CEO and President Beth Schluger as she prepares for the 25th running of the marathon. We take a look back at 25 years of the marathon, what goes into planning the Eversource Hartford Marathon, and events the foundation works on throughout the year. I hope you enjoy today's episode. The yeah. marathon is probably the first thing to come to people's minds when they think uh, about the foundation. Can you talk a bit about some of the foundation's work outside of the marathon itself? And, and then we'll get to the marathon in some more detail in a minute. Sure. Yeah. Well, of course, we were founded uh, for the marathon and, and uh, for the first uh, three or four years, that is what we produced, only the marathon. And I was a staff of one. Uh, at that time, but I would lean on a lot of people to help me, uh, as you can imagine, with the marathon growing, even, you know, in the very beginning, it grew uh, quickly, and I needed help, and it came to the point where I needed more help than I really could reasonably ask my family and friends if it was important to me to maintain my family and friends, Uh, so I uh, decided to create another event um, in, in hope, hopes of being able to afford a part-time employee. And uh, then it's now it's the chicken or the egg thing. We, uh, we're now 25 years old. We produce about 35 events a year. We work all over Connecticut, um, Western Mass, and Rhode Island. And we have 18 employees at HMF. So we just kept adding uh, races onto our, our schedule, mostly because I would be somewhere and say, oh, that's a beautiful place. I love biking here. I love running here. I really want to create a race for here and show it off to other people. And, and that's how we really have um, grown all these years, uh, just seeing an opportunity or a beautiful location that other pe- we wanted to share with others. And uh, one of our taglines is um, HMF Great Races and Great Places, and, and that's where that tagline comes in and is true. And I think that is a perfect lead, lead uh, into the next question I wanted to ask you, and uh, that's how do you determine uh, the course and, and the path that runners take? I know you talked about just uh, based on some sight lines and, and what you see as being a, a nice place to run or bike, but what actually goes into to mapping that out? Oh boy! Um, in you know, in in a short um, short description, the um, certainly we want to uh, show off places that have great beauty or unusual places. Um, and let me give you a couple of, of examples. Uh, for instance, we created a race that we run down in Squamish and Watch Hill, Rhode Island. I mean, beautiful. Uh, right along the ocean into Watch Hill uh, by the Ocean House, beautiful. Um, and the other, on the other side of that, we created a race and ran around Rensselaer Field on the asphalt uh, three times to get a 5K out of it. And we did that to show off the brand new Rensselaer Field the year it opened. No one had seen it yet, and we created this race that was kept it right within the property of Rensselaer and uh, showed that facility off. So if we can do things that are new uh, in new places that people want to look at and, and try, you know, we ran for a couple of years, we put a race on, on the Connecticut fast track, the new 
uh, busway through uh, from New Britain to Hartford, and they would shut it down for a Sunday, and we would run the nine-mile co- uh, route as a race from point to point from New Britain to Hartford. So new places, unusual places, or beautiful places. Now, that's the first thing, that we have to make them so that people are uh, attracted to coming to run it. But that's just one part of it. It won't work if we don't have adequate parking. If we if we want to go into an event and, and think we're going to have a thousand people at it, we've got to make sure we can accommodate those people as they gather for the race, as they park for the race, and after the race as they're gathering again. So uh, we need to have a venue that can support the uh, the parking and gathering of it. We have to make sure we're not impacting a community for too long uh, with uh, closing their roads down or creating um, islands out of community so that if you do a big, uh, you do a continuous loop course, for example, the people who live inside that loop aren't going to be able to get out of their homes for a couple of hours, perhaps something like that. So, you know, those are the kinds of things. And then first and foremost, and it's always our highest priority is safety. Is this a course that could we could run really safely for uh, both runners and the public. So as we're coming up on the uh, Hartford Marathon in October, what would you say makes this event unique? Uh, you know, why would someone choose to run the Hartford Marathon over some, some other races? Well, um, it's the Eversource Hartford Marathon, I'm proud to say. So we have a, a terrific partner in Eversource who, who provides a lot of the funding that and 75 other companies that help support it. So that's number one, one thing to run uh, the Eversource Hartford Marathon. It is so well supported. It is such a well-oiled machine. It's been running for 24 years. Uh, We am proud of the team that puts it on. They do everything well. They've thought down to the smallest detail and, really take care of people in, in um, participating in the race. Um, a couple examples, you know, it's an easy race to park, to run, to stay in a hotel and, or, and get back to your car. All of that is within our compact downtown area in downtown Hartford so that your hotel is never more than two blocks away. Your car is never more than two blocks away. Um, and, with the central uh, venue of Bushnell Park, we have a large enough space we can accommodate thousands and thousands of people and make it easy for them to get there to, and to stay there and to run there. Um, we have uh, we know that people, after they finish running the marathon, the 26.2-mile course, uh, they, they um, may be too tired to walk the one block up to the Bushnell Memorial Hall where all their baggage is stored. We have golf carts waiting for them to actually give them um, a, a shuttle ride up the one block so that they don't have to walk. Um, our food is among the best in the, in the country. We have, especially I take pride in my, from my past career as a chef. It's really important to me that people are getting nutritious food, but health and healthy food locally sourced or organic if we can do it and um and and with the right nutritional needs 
so much uh, so much amount of protein, so many carbohydrates. Uh, we think through our menu of exactly what we serve people uh, after the race. And then we have the best volunteers on the planet. Uh, we have 2,500 volunteers that support the marathon. Many of them have been doing it for years. They always have a smile on their face. They always um, have a good word for the runners and, and, and words of encouragement. And uh, you just don't get any better uh, finely tuned machine than you do at, at Hartford. Yeah. So, so one thing I, I'm interested in, with this being the 25th uh, anniversary of the marathon, talk a bit about the growth of the marathon. I know you said earlier, you know, when you started, it was just you, really. And, and now you've got uh, right. a staff, you have 2,500 volunteers, you have a title sponsor in Eversource. Talk a bit about the growth from when you started the marathon to, to where it is today. Uh, well, we, uh, when we started in 94, um, and we've been fortunate, we have always had a title sponsor. Aetna was our, our initial uh, sponsor. They stayed with us for quite a few years and helped us grow. And uh, in the beginning, under Aetna's uh, title, um, the first year we had 352 runners in the marathon. So, you know, from there, and, uh, you know, I entered all the data um, uh, in in in. Uh, in a computer on my kitchen table, although I can tell you, you got to remember it was 94 computers were not what they were now. There was no internet. Um, we, you couldn't get your results online. There was no, we had to manually time you at the finish line, but that, so that was the first year and it's grown since then. And, it, and it's grown some years. It grew really rapidly, like um, lots of growth. Um, if, um, people were trying to qualify for the 100th Boston Marathon running in 96. We were named one of the 10 best races to to qualify for. So that made our numbers jump in 95. Um, other other years um, have seen tremendous growth. We've grown steadily every year. And the the growth is not as dramatic as, as it has been, which is fine with us. We can plan better. We can... Um, take care of people better. This year we plan to have about 12 to 13,000 people in uh, running with us. And um, that's, that's down a little bit from the high in 2013, but it's a, it's a big, it's a big number to have. So lots of growth in runners, uh, lots of growth in sponsorship, and lots of growth, growth in um, volunteer um, participation. And I think the, the thing that I find the most remarkable is just the growth in, in how it's well known in the community. You know, for probably 10 years, people would say, gee, I didn't, I didn't know Hartford has a marathon. And then uh, now it's, I don't think anyone does not, has not heard of uh, the Hartford marathon. And I'm happy to say um, more and more of them are experiencing it. When you think of the first one with 350 or so yeah. runners to, to almost 13,000 today, that's uh, quite the quite the growth over 25 years. So yeah. talk a bit about some of the other events that are offered on race day. I know that's been expanded. You know, you've got 5K, half marathon. Uh, what else, uh, if, if you're not able to do a full marathon, uh, is available sure. for uh, runners? Right. Uh, in fact, the half marathon is our biggest event. So, of course, there's the marathon at 26.2 miles that that uh, goes from Hartford over into East Hartford and out into beautiful roads of uh, South Windsor uh, and then comes back. The half marathon uh, goes from Hartford to West Hartford through 
um, a lot of cheering crowds in West Hartford through Elizabeth Park and back, 13.1 miles. And then there's the 5K, which is 3.1 miles. And that stays right in Hartford, goes um, through uh, the vibrant Park Street area and uh, then back to Bushnell Park. Um, they all start together uh, um, in front of the uh, state capitol on Capitol Avenue, and they all end together under the magnificent Memorial Arch in Bushnell Park. Uh, we have the team relay as well, and that is teams of two to five people that complete the marathon distance in different uh, dis- uh, leg legs. And uh, any the legs go from uh, three and a half ish miles up to seven and a half ish miles. So doable and real fun, uh, real fun to do with your friends. Um, and that will have about 250 teams of people in it this year. And then of course, we don't want to forget the kids. We have, um, the fit kids, uh, run it's the kids K it's, we do a quarter mile, half mile and mile for kids ages two to 11. So for for the kids, talk about the importance of getting younger people, you know, involved with running. Uh, it seems like a great way to get them started and and hooked, uh, you know, while the, while they're young and enjoying the the, the race parts. Right. Uh, well, we do that year round. Most of our races that we put on include a kids fun run. We keep it very um, affordable for families to be able to to bring their kids and run. Uh, we. We also do a huge school program called Fit Kids in School, and where we work with um, middle school and elementary schools and have a six-week training program where the kids run a mile uh, every day and uh, accumulate 25 miles over a six-week period. And then they all come together at a big celebration, a big festival where they run their final mile and to, uh, you know, in front of a jumbotron and, and loud music and uh, get a finisher medal. So, and we do that because they get that feeling you get when you've accomplished something and you've crossed the finish line and you feel good about yourself and you, maybe you feel better. Uh, maybe you focus more in school, which is, um, has been proven that that is exactly what exercise does for kids. So, um, we believe strongly in getting our kids involved from when they're, they're young and teaching them that running should just be part of your daily life or exercise of some sort should be as, as daily a routine as brushing your teeth. And so we do that uh, through lots of our different events. So seeing that outreach uh, to the community, what would you say the community response has been uh, to your events, um, whether it be the Eversource Marathon or, or some of the other events you guys put on? Um, has it been a relatively positive response uh, from the communities you're in? It has. Um, it has. And of course, you know, we, uh, we, um, we, we try to do a good job of making sure communities know we're coming. Uh, I mean, they obviously know we're coming, but I'm talking about the people who are, are trying to get out of their driveways. We try to make sure they have prior notice so they can make alternative plans, maybe move their car before we get there or change their plans and instead su- support the runners. Most of our events, they're 5Ks or 10Ks, um, some half marathons. They don't have the impact on the roads that, that the Hartford Marathon events do. 
uh, which ties up roads for hours and, and hours. And um, for those for that event, we actually hand deliver to every home along the route uh, all the miles of the 5K, the half marathon, and the marathon. Uh, we have a team of about 1,400 volunteers a week before the marathon who go door to door with a um, magazine about the marathon and a cowbell so they can stand outside and and um, and cheer. Um, they've also already gotten a month before that they've already gotten a notice from us in the mail that says, "Don't forget the marathon's the second Saturday in October. You know, um, it's coming right by your house." So. We try to do a good job with that. Besides that, we've seen it grow and grow and grow in communities. It's, it is such a positive event for a community. It's all about family. It's all about health. And it's all about fun. And when we can, we make it all about charity, too. So there's everything to love about being involved and welcoming it into the community. And, and we see it more and more every year of communities really embracing the race. Uh, I'll get you out of here on this. Uh, With this being the 25th anniversary uh, of the marathon, do you have a moment that sticks out to you as the most memorable moment of over the past 25 years? There's lots of them. I, I, there are so many of them. Um, uh, And, and, I guess one one of them would be, and this would speak to an experience that I I probably have every single year at the marathon finish line. Is I'm inspired, and I've never been I've never tired of being inspired by the people who cross the finish line. It doesn't ever get old for me. And one year, oh, the marathon was about eight probably eight years old and this gentleman young younger gentleman was running the marathon and he had called me a couple months prior to ask how he could go about raising money his son had cerebral palsy and he wanted to raise money to to buy a new van uh to transport his son around and he um was going to try to do it by running the marathon and uh, in honor of his son and so he was successful. He raised his money. And as he, his son was in his wheelchair at, by the finish line. And when the father came running through the arch and saw the finish line and there was his son, he scooped up his son and ran through the finish line, finish line with him in his arms. And that just is what it's about for people. There are so many people who are doing this for such a much bigger reason than their own two feet crossing the finish line. And you, I guarantee you, if you come to the finish line, you will be inspired every time. And that is what sticks out in my mind. Yeah, that's great. I I think that epitomizes everything, you know, we've talked about today from the community to the event itself. So Beth, uh, is it too too late if anyone wants to register for the, for any of the events? Uh, No, no, absolutely not. It's uh, it's not too late. We still have room. Um, registration is open until if we don't sell out, it's open until the day before. Um, it does. Uh, you you can register. You've got to pick up your packet and um, uh, in the XL Center in downtown Hartford. Uh, it does not 
you can't pick it up on race day, so you've got to come down Thursday evening or all day Friday to the Total Fitness Expo, which is a great event in itself. Um, and also, let me put a plug in for for 22 official charities that we're supporting with this race and ha- ask people to consider doing this for a charitable cause. Um, you know, you get so much more meaning out of it if you're benefiting others. And we do have 22 fabulous official charities and we've raised over $6 million to the state for charities. And we want to grow that even more. So anyone out there listening, uh, not too late to to register to uh, run or or donate uh, towards one of those great charities. So Beth, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Uh, We really appreciate the time. My, my pleasure. Thanks so much. And I'll see you on October 13th.